Hitch has banned the word simp, and I am too lazy to Google and figure out what it means. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the final episode of Years and Years. This is episode number six, and it was written by Russell T. Davies and directed by Lisa Mulaki. I gave this episode a 9 out of 10. I really enjoyed it despite the fact that it made me ugly cry several times and I don't like to ugly cry especially when I already have a headache. So I was a little upset by that because I was not expecting the ugly crying but I did at least three times in this particular episode and I was mad. I was like god damn it my eyes are all red I don't even know if my voice is all raspy because I just watched it and it was this was supposed to be out yesterday but I'm not even gonna act like I didn't kick this shit to the curb for the expanse when they dropped them three hours of tv early I was like oh well I know what I'm doing the rest of my night and that's what I did until midnight and I watched all three episodes look for that podcast tomorrow But for this one, I'm not going to go see by scene. I actually wrote absolutely and utterly no notes. But for the most part, Grand selling her house. Everyone comes to dinner. She tells them, this is all y'all fucking fault. It's all of our fault. I thought she really was going to say y'all fault. She's like, no, I'm part of this equation too. We do shit. We want shit. We make shit to make our lives easier. And then we make ourselves redundant. Now technology's taken over and we don't even bat an eye because we know deep down that we don't give a shit about what happens to other people life is about us what we want what we desire how we're doing we don't have that same uh what do you want to call that amish idea of family (laughs) that's it's the closest thing i can come to and i know there's a lot of shame and disgust at that There was a point in time where we didn't have all this and I don't see a whole bunch of people that were living their best lives. So I think every generation, every century has their own shit. I'm just surprised that Grant actually did not kill over by the end of this season. She's got to be at least like 104 years old. I'm not saying you can't live to 104 and still be together because I've seen it happen on many documentaries. However, however they didn't have other than her glaucoma uh, whatever that was her losing her eyesight she didn't have much health concerns except for that cane in the end and that was just unrealistic (laughs) i don't see her popping no pills i would have preferred to see a little bit more there but that was not the focus of the tale in this last episode we mostly after the dinner scene which i was laughing about especially when she said i would split it between the four of you and she kissed celeste on the head and i almost killed over because that was so sweet because she really finally treated her like family despite the fact that everyone else could done a bit could have done better but we also have steven there with that bitch elaine and i died when he says well it's not like he was really married when they're talking about victor because edith is very concerned and everyone else about paying lawyers to find victor because he's family and it's what your brother died getting over here but steven's all on his he's not family he really blames him for and i like the fact that celeste who knows him just a little bit better broke it down like no he's he's fixated on it in a way that's not healthy and he's taking it in a more 
he's being the big brother for all of you guys but no one's being that for him <laughs> or if maybe that family's not capable of doing that and as someone who is the head of my family I get that feeling a lot like you have four or five siblings and they love coming to you with your messes but no one really takes the time to ask how you're doing except in passing maybe just to be polite you know how are you and then it's not like you feel because you're so used to being the one I think I went into this whole spiel last episode and um yeah I like how she broke that down a little bit later like everyone thinks he's fine he's not fine he's got some deep-seated anger and resentment but also grief about his brother dying and how he could have died it's not even just that he died it's it's the way and manner in which he died like how do you drown with a life vest on and also the fact that he drowned slowly he suffered that's eating him alive and the fact that everyone else has moved on from that or mourned daniel in their way but not really focused or fixated on his death or how he died he's just there he can't get past it even now i don't know how many years later this is i won't say it's been a year it has to be like maybe a month or so he put him into the death camps and the only person knows it's bethany and it's after this huge raking over the coals and i like what she was saying but i also kind of was like ah as much as we want to all get in a circle and flare our hands at all the problems we made and all the things we're doing and the bad shit and how we should be better yeah there are people out there that are definitely dedicated to that absolutely and i applaud them i try to do my part i think that's what most people can focus on because there's so much context taken out of watch that big moralistic speech which is beautiful as it was because we do need to be a little bit more cognizant of the fact that there is someone working for us at one cent an hour and we just purchase that shirt and don't think about it but it's still the reality however there's a reality for every situation and there's also things like stress anxiety depression those humanistic qualities that come with just trying to get up and purchase those shirts and pay these bills life is a when it comes to man we're, we're not in our great times anymore if one can consider hunting and gathering great times i'm sure back then they would have been looking at what we're at going yeah i would love to have that comfy ass motherfucking bed because i slept on the ground i would love to have heat and not have to search for coal i would love these certain creature comforts everything that we've done from the dawn of time to now is based on the suitability of man so you're never going to really get rid of this idea of progression and oh we're gonna go too far of course we're gonna go too far of course it's gonna explode in our face because we were given a gift and a curse and it's called our brain and <laughs> you know it is going to constantly evolve we only understand half of it if half of it there are parts of our brains in which we don't know what the fuck it does it's it could do anything we've not even gotten there yet so every time we take these conversations of oh my god how far we've come do we even know how far we can become and there are those out there that are going to push that boundary the way in which the generation before did and the generation before that and that is the life cycle and 
yes these conversations about being better should never end but also i don't need nobody's soapbox on sunday dinner when i'm just trying to eat i mean if the conversation had went there i i would see it more organically but she kind of just came out of the blue and then she was like let's get more wine so yeah that's exactly what you do when you're drunk you sit there and start thinking about life and what could be what should be and what's happening I think that's a natural thing but some people focus more on on it than others because some people just don't got time because it is very hard for them just to get them bills grand you can sit there and make that damn lecture because you ain't out in them streets all of y'all can make that fucking damn lecture because you have this thing called an uh oh shit i lost the name again <laughs> damn it how did i have my own word and i, I freaking keep forgetting what i call it not nest egg nope not cushion nope you have something in which you don't feel as if people who actually go or be in poverty feel and that's the difference in this entire situation because yeah you could sit there and only people who have time and the thing that aren't suffering could sit there and think about the suffering of others and uh or at least sit there and you know verse about it people that are hungry are only thinking about their next meal so then the thing that was funny during this entire meal was when this man had the audacity to say well he wasn't really family because he didn't get married and then bethany says elaine's not you're not married to elaine so should she get the fuck up off this table because i can't believe that you're bringing her here she refuses to be left at home i clearly see that she like even when she got in the car did you hear what your daughter said to me what do you want me to do about it you decided to come you thought you were light you think you're a part of this family do you think i love you (laughs) all of these questions she really should have asked herself before she let him stay with her because he clearly did not show up at your door because he wanted to leave his wife he didn't leave his wife he got kicked out he got busted for having an affair you were always second best stop acting like you deserve to be at this damn occasion everyone else was being a lot more courteous by allowing you so don't be have your feelings hurt if you don't want to do this don't show the fuck up because she said the same thing when i asked you to bring come to my family's house you ain't got nothing to say that's a clear indication that is a very like you want to come with him he really don't have a choice and nor does he have a car i can't believe she even said it out of her mouth like she was mad but he eventually broke up and left her and said fuck this shit even the tail end of this relationship ain't worth it because i have to still hear you nagging and you were only the side piece then bethany tells edith that steven's the one that sent victor to the camp they're able to rescue victor in this very audacious plan but she didn't come just to rescue him because she says baby i love you but this was to start a war and <laughs> she got i didn't know what the other dude was there for too i was like what's this other guy he talking about he oh he came with the rocket launcher <laughs> and they took out them towers and i was like girl what kind of people that you know that you know they got rocket launchers that's what i that, like edith i love you <laughs> very much so i like that moment with fran like oh you know after this i know something's up and i'm gonna take care of you but this is the last shit you about to get my ass into and no one should fall in love with the lions because it's dangerous then we also have the other lions chick that i forgot her name 
that quick didn't write it down where she was trying to sell her truck and then her kids got locked out of the gate this was rather un anticlimactic for me because i feel as if they would have just got shot at and <laughs> for tv purposes like basically if any of these people were black they would have gotten shot at <laughs> and for tv purposes they did not and they used their white privilege for good however if it was fran herself in that truck she would have got shot there's no if it was fran and victor they would have got shot and that's why victor was like bitch what are you doing and then she says don't you understand i have the glow of white privilege and i know someone with a rocket launcher <laughs> so they take out the towers expose the death camps and they have the monkey flu going on i see where y'all was going with that and they were sending the people that were sick to the camp so they can kill the immigrants or the refugees really really fucked up everyone smuggled in a phone with a 10-year battery like what where can i get a 10-year battery and yeah that's the whole everyone's on the news in the meantime to the person that's really at a vulnerable state for their actions and also working for the company that sends people to these death camps is steven lyons and they recruit they recruit celeste to work at his company did her job really go away i don't think her job really went away but to work at his company so that she can try to erase his name from the file to save him and i will say this much i love the fact that she did not out her daughter whatsoever because she said you told her you told her technically bethany spied on him and he found out or she was the spying on the company i'm not sure but the fact that she was not even going to correct correct him and didn't correct him like oh well you know you played me him finding out and that whole scene was so because she was so desperately trying to actually save him like the love she had for that man considering he cheated on her and she never even found another boo thing but they just live life apart from each other they reconciled as friends but not really as friends just sad because i really felt she should have got something at the end <laughs> but she had her daughters that was much in much more important to her and her with the afro though i was like oh look at you celeste at the end got your little hair done oh, okay but she was trying to save his his um save his name and not also you know let the children be shamed or let them be shamed like, like trying to try to keep him out of it as much as possible bethany she couldn't do it because her stuff is owned by the government and she was all types of afraid that they were going to take it from her but then she kind of flipped really quickly at the end and i thought that was a little rather inauthentic but sure i went with it they got it all out of the the news media and vivian rick did, rook did get arrested oh back to the scene that made me cry is when he did buy a gun we didn't know why he bought the gun i told you y'all his ass was suicidal because he was too put together like people like that that break down <laughs> quiet alone and everybody don't really suspect what's going on yeah when that's the kind that will literally shoot themselves and you'd be like i don't know what really happened because he was that good at hiding it and the only person they even seemed like i felt the sister should have known when he ran that person over with the bike like he's capable of some dark dark thoughts <laughs> and uh, may have needed some additional attention but 
when he thought or when she thought he was gonna hurt her because he was blaming her and he's like oh fuck and he was like oh you know you know bethany like he was really devastated when he found out bethany knows like oh my god my daughter knows what i did the shameful like the shame he should have felt the shame but he really felt the shame to the point where he weaves like i'm a fucking coward i can't even kill myself and then he tried to kill himself and then he couldn't do it and then she's like no you can't now stop this shit and put the gun down because and then you'd even get them embraced before a fucking dude shows up woody and when he shot him though I was like, okay, Steven's out of the doghouse now. Steven's out of the doghouse. But yeah, no, he was at his darkest, dark, especially earlier too when his wife was in there and he was like, why did she keep your name? She took your money. She took this. She took that. You know, you don't mind if I go over there and have sex with her? And then he licks his freaking face. But man, he just took it. He took so much. I mean, he swallowed his pride all the way just to get this little bit of money. And he sent all that money to his family because that's what Elaine was pissed off about. Like every time you even get a little bit of money, you send it to your family. And I'm like, girl, that's an indication where he still wants to be at. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with you. And then in the end, he ends up moving to Barcelona to become a teacher and teach kids who speak spanish how to speak english so that's his job living in another country and then what else happened not much past this uh turns out john that her and that one boy john joe whatever they got married she had another kid i said how the fuck did you have another child but sure we needed to name someone daniel and then we have ruby just looking pretty at the end and then i love the fact that lincoln was looking straight up bay and no one they said he and i was like at some point are y'all gonna say she or they or who whomever he wants like they didn't even address that whatsoever just like a thing that happened and everyone was like i'm okay with it we're not gonna mention it whatsoever which is good to an acceptance level but also you do want to check in mentally with how they're doing not just put ribbons in their hair and buy them dresses and be like everything's fine but maybe that's this is the story that just didn't want to touch on absolutely everything and that's fair i think mimi was mentioning it too like why didn't we never have and she was trashing her as a mother because of it i'm sure she definitely could have done better but <laughs> from what we saw on the screen but it's also equally plausible I guess that she may have had these conversations not within the context of the show because clearly this girl is dressing like a woman or boy dressing like a woman and everyone barely bats an eye but it is quite a big thing to just toss in the middle of a show and not talk about even a little bit because it is a big thing that's happening in the current culture what else uh other than edith gets her memories and brains up to a water thing because her consciousness anytime no i don't i don't know if i want my consciousness to be in some bubbles watching the world and being ineffective the beauty of life is breathing it's not just consciousness it's not just the idea of being alive it's the experiences you can't experience something by watching it <laughs> you you can't um I just 
I think all these these uh, these ideas around trying to find or create this new way for us to live on it's this grandiose idea and I like it explored in sci-fi don't get me wrong but I think in real life it's just a concept that really it takes away the very unique experience of living and this is from someone who absolutely is terrified of dying and doesn't want to do it no one really does but it's an inevitability I have to realize or I've coming to realize I've accepted <laughs> I'm saying this like I'm still fighting it it has it's gonna happen and every time I am reminded of that concept it just makes me want to hug my daughter a little bit more tighter or call my sister or my brother or sometimes I have moments and I know laugh at me but I sit and I just touch the concrete because sometimes you get very out of touch with how alive the world actually is because we are rather stuck in our routines and that's how it is it's how the mass of humanity has made us but I'm starting to see or appreciate in all of my 37 years of (laughs) taking a moment to touch a fucking leaf I hate bugs I'm never gonna like bugs but you know what let me go lay naked on the beach let me touch the rain or go outside in the snow despite the fact that I hate walking or doing anything really in the snow besides watching it from my window it gets you into this mindset that you need to not take these moments for granted and there are so many moments that we take for granted and it's it's human nature it's not a flaw so many people are so terrible about shaming you nowadays if you don't do this don't do that yes I am not quite of the opinion that you know you can't not just sometimes become what did Grand say the she had a really good analogy I can't remember it now but just kind of getting caught up in the churn of things it's very easy to get caught up in the churn of things it's commonplace to get up caught up in the churning things but if you can take those moments to breathe in breathe out and really be present try to find those moments try to find even 10 minutes before bed of taking that breath in breath out and really really holding on to it because it is a precious precious thing that is not going to be infinite and then we have the ending scene with Edith and her little monologue is you have all these memories but you don't know what I am what I am is love like all of that it is an accumulation that builds up to one thing that connects us all to each other and that is love love friendship love even in the idea of friendship love and the idea of romance love and the idea of oneself that's another type of love that is undervalued because it's not an exchange of but you can love yourself and know yourself and relearn yourself and it can be just as rewarding as an experience as doing that with someone else actually it makes that next experience with someone else 10 times more impactful because you're choosing to now share that love what else did I 
not touch on in this episode i don't think much i think that was pretty much it so let's move on to the feedback What up, Stina? It's Mimi. I'm sending in feedback for the final episode of Years and Years. Um, this is um, just part six. Apparently, this is a standalone season, and I'm pretty sad that it's over. This was like the most peculiar joyride I've ever been on. And now, honesty, I wouldn't have never picked a show if you didn't add it on there, and I'm glad I did. And then, to make matters even better, um, Comcast decided that they put the hbo max on my dvr uh my um cable box so i don't even need my daggone computer to watch anymore and i'm pretty excited that i can lay in my bed in the blanket and just stare at my tv screen so there's that um i i'm sure we're gonna be watching westworld seems like that one's winning the the tally I'm actually excited to watch it. So when you make references that you insist on doing every 45 seconds, I'll understand it. So we'll see. Um, I think there's only three seasons of Expanse, but this will be nice to see. I've watched, I want to say the first two episodes of uh, Westworld. Um, so we'll see. Um, so I guess let me get in my feedback. Um, I wrote a little bit of notes, um, but for the most part, I was like really like into it and I don't know that I um wrote notes on every scene but I wrote like little things that I found interesting or things that I saw on the screen or things that they said um so I guess we can start with uh, Bethany I really (laughs) I really felt like she was (laughs) being an absolute savage at that that dinner table um she was dragging people for filth filth and I like the look she was given the like side eyes the disgusted looks across the table at her dad that was great (laughs) um she was uh letting Edith have it she and I and honestly I was here for it um she was dragging the shit out of just everybody um I don't remember everything she said but I just know that she just had stuff to say about people and it was funny um my favorite thing was when she was at the table and her dad was talking about uh victor you know saying well he's he was they never got married so he's not related to us he's not our family and she's looking dead as at elaine and she's like you know either neither neither is elaine but she here like what you gotta say about that um and he didn't have nothing to say he was just sitting there blinking at her with his mouth open because he knew she was right um we know how he felt about um victor um it sounded like steven wanted to you know he he had a lot of self-loathing which we knew that um and he hated himself but he was trying to do the right thing i just (sighs) i just can't I don't know like in the end it sounded like he had made a like a 
file that had everything that he that they needed to convict these people um and he was going to send it to the police after he killed himself but that doesn't change the fact that you sent victor to um that camp basically a concentration camp knowing exactly what would happen like you still did that steven and it's not you're not resolved of your wrongdoing just because you were you had a plan to take these people down um i i do appreciate the way it turned out um it was pretty awesome that you know edith and her girlfriend is that her name i am trying to remember i'm pretty sure it's edith edith is the one that went to go break out victor and they decided um they were gonna like have this whole awesome plan like it turned out pretty pretty great but like i remember when it was going down and they went to go get victor and he like just bolted to the truck and they let him in i was like that couldn't have been a good idea like why did they do it like that it has to be a better way but then when we realized that they were shooting the tower um like the thing that was blocking the cell phone like i was like oh wow this is genius like that plan was pretty awesome and i'm glad they were able to do it because it sounded like they exposed everybody and that was pretty awesome um and the thing that i keep thinking about was how the guards were like talking shit just talking about like nobody cares about you blah 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 blah, blah. but as soon as those cell phones started to come up and people were able to record their face like all of a sudden they get they got embarrassed and they're like hiding it so you knew what you were doing was wrong you were just following orders blah 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 blah. but you were doing that because you knew nobody could prove it was you but as soon as they saw your face now you want to hide and you're embarrassed like (sighs) human beings really disgust me sometimes like how could you be okay with treating people like this and there were all kinds of people in that concentration camp it wasn't just white people or black people brown people it was white people there were like i feel like you know it was a pretty mixed group um and i i gotta be honest with you i can't say that it was more brown people or black people than white people like it looked pretty mixed um and i don't know what that says about the world but at least they're you know spreading their hatred evenly amongst the poor (laughs) it's not just the brown and black poor it's everybody um what else um i did love how uh grandma um kissed celeste on the head and said you know i was gonna sell the house and split it four ways and they were like well dad uh daniel's dead like it's only three of us and she was like no 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 it's for you and she kissed celeste right on the forehead and you know said like basically she's gonna get her share and i was all up in my feels because that was the sweetest thing and just to think where they were at the beginning of this and where they are now was pretty awesome um i think it's funny how celeste's jamaican accent be just randomly shooting out (laughs) it must be when she gets mad or like upset like some extreme emotion like i was like where that where that british accent come from or go at go at that jamaican accent just overread it (laughs) it happened like i know it happened at the beginning when um bethany said she was transhuman 
but then it came out again a couple times during this uh episode and i i watched this honestly like four or five days ago so i haven't sent feedback in because i was sending feedback for other stuff so i don't remember exactly the scene but i know that jamaican accent was hilarious um side note the woody character was disgusting and every time i saw him i he grossed me out but when Celeste started working with uh, Steven and the way he was talking about her, I was utterly disgusted. And I was also disgusted with Steven not even like saying like, dude, like I know we're separated, but that's the mother of my children. Please don't talk about her like that. Not even please like motherfucker don't talk about her like that. That is disgusting. He's such a yes man. and It's gross. Like I just don't I would never want a job that bad. I seriously would rather flip burgers and allow someone to treat me like that and he was just he's just so little of a man I don't know um I I feel like I've made my thoughts clear and one thing I do want to talk about because I feel like that's the difference between when we when we talk about and analyze a character like I can understand where someone is coming from and like more importantly Steven like I understand why he got to where he is but to me like I know for a fact that I had a really rough childhood I it's not saying that it's been you know any it's been the worst I know people that have went through way more than me but in the scheme of life my childhood was pretty terrible I've had two I have two terrible parents and the only reason I feel like I function in life is because I literally do the opposite that they did they were terrible parents. They didn't teach us anything. The the outcome of, I shouldn't say the outcome, but the every time I feel like I've gotten past something, you know, some traumatic trauma from childhood or some lack of, you know, care or neglect or something, something else in my uh, life will happen that just lets me know that the detriment of my childhood is going to be affecting my life forever. And it's something that I got to continuously work on. But my trauma does not give me a free pass to act a certain way it would be a reason people could understand why i act that way but it's not it still doesn't take away that what you know what you're doing is not okay i don't care why steven is acting the way that he is he's still being a pretty disgusting human being and you know what he did to celeste was not okay how he you know is like whether like he might believe that his relationship with um what's her name uh elaine doesn't mean anything but you don't stay in a relationship with someone for a year and it doesn't mean anything you might not particularly care for her like had the circumstances changed you might have not been with her but you have to have some type of some type of relationship with someone to be with them that long and granted he got kicked out so he had to go live with her and he might hate that but there's no way if he really didn't want to be with her why does he keep bringing her to the house so I don't believe that that relationship didn't mean anything and I refuse to accept that that's an answer. He can say it all he wants to, it doesn't make it true. And it doesn't change the fact that, you know, granted, you know, he has self-loathing and it's probably like self-destructive mode that he's doing it. You're still doing what you're doing and why you're doing it, I don't care. It's wrong. Point blank period. And that's the bottom line. Steven disgusts me because he you know had some shitty ass stuff happen to him but that same thing happened to the celeste and she's not doing that 
you know, she fell from grace as well, but she's making the best out of it. So he doesn't get a free pass just because, you know, he literally tumbled from the top. Like, shit happens. Get over yourself. What you did to Victor was shitty. Um, and if Daniel was alive to see it, he would fucking hate you. And that's true. Um, if your mom was alive to see you, she would be disgusted. And that's true. And he knows it. Bottom line. Um... I guess he was redeemable in the end because he did um, come clean and he um, made sure his wife wasn't or I should say Celeste wasn't a part of it Um, and everything worked out and he only got three years which you know is pretty good considering he did shoot someone in the leg Um, and he lives in Madrid which is kind of funny because isn't that where Victor was? (laughs) (laughs) when all this shit went down um teaching those people english so that's cool um so i guess he did he's trying to to make amends which is commendable um what else uh i have in here about you know 2030 with uh rook being arrested she got 27 years time but um edith doesn't think that that was her and she's gonna hunt her down Rosie had a baby and then Lincoln oh my god he looked gorgeous I was like okay Lincoln I love that he didn't she I'm sorry she didn't change her name um but she looking super fierce um and Muriel's still alive which this bitch gotta be a hundred because in 20 what was it 2020 when Trump got reelected, she had turned 90 something she's over 100 years old so how the fuck is she still alive I really got questions and then Edith being uploaded to a computer instead of Bethany, which was very strange and unexpected. All of that stuff happened. It was pretty cool. Um, but, you know, I just feel like now that it's over, like we have so many, I have so many questions. Like, how come uh, Edith isn't even dead? Like, wasn't she going to die from radiation poison or what? Like, what happened with that? Like, is she uploading herself because she doesn't want to be like die her body's gone and then like we got her at the end like they were all around the senor or whatever but it had a different voice and we never found out if that was edith or not um that was i mean the whole the ending was pretty cool but i felt like it left me unsatisfied with answers um and i i guess um uh, I could talk about Rosie really quick. I, I told you I didn't care for her. Um, I, we still never got her having a conversation with Lincoln or any of her other children. But she did use Lincoln to drive her food truck through a gate, which, bitch, you could have killed her. Like, seriously, what are you doing? What kind of mom are you? Like, I understand you can't drive, but your other son is older. Why did you use Lincoln? And that shit pissed me off. Like, you could have hurt him or her I don't know what his pronouns are him or her but you could have hurt Lincoln and you seem to not even give a shit you were pretty proud of yourself and I wanted to slap the shit out of you um I just I just don't like her I think she's a shitty mom and now she had another kid hopefully she's gotten better um but I don't know that we'll ever find out um she's married now which I guess is cool um and then Victor is still a part of the family so that was nice um what else I don't remember but all in all I did love this series it was something I honestly wouldn't have never even thought to watch but it was cool everything about it was um 
pretty interesting and every episode I was like thoroughly intrigued and and I don't think I've been that engaged in the show in a long time like I should say a newer show a show that's brand new so that was pretty good I I really enjoyed it um I wish there was more but I guess you say that's how British TV is (laughs) I guess that's why you like it because they get straight to the point I suppose but um I don't know I can't wait until um, I hear this podcast to see what you guys think of this uh, finale. I'm sure I forgot stuff, but I've already droned on for over 10 minutes. So I'm just going to end it here. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. I guess we're not getting shy this week on the final episode. We're going to jump in her DMs. I'm not going to stalk her around for it. <laughs> Don't know what's going on, but there could be things going on so yes regarding vivian rook i forgot to mention that beginning scene when they were dragging her for filth and she shut down the bbc (laughs) but they were asking all the same things that you asked or we asked trump in the white house like uh you still haven't released your taxes that's none of your information what about the sexual allegations in the white house that's none of your information what about the fact that you're being uh bankrolled by russia that's fake news like it was very clear by rook herself that she was nothing more than a puppet a puppet so i think the show was trying to showcase through vivian rook is as scary as the person is that is so apparently the villain what's scarier is who's the villain behind the villain we never know and we never find out i think i was talking about this in one other podcast like yeah i don't know all the people who own every oil company in the fucking world like when i go to a freaking gas station i pump gas in my car i don't know if it came from this oil drill company or that oil drill company i don't ask those questions no one does unless you really start to go down that rabbit hole and your brain can handle it because some people go down that rabbit hole and then they be on every fucking medication in the world and you'd be like why you'd be like because sometimes when you like going into a whole science aspect of it the uh, trying to be a critical thinker is a lot of energy and also comes with an elevated amount of anxiety <laughs> a hell of a lot of anxiety uh what else rosie in regards to her parenting i think i made an offhand comment in the pocket i think they just really didn't have time to focus on her parenting I'm not saying what we saw wasn't meant to tell a story or at least a little bit especially since she voted for Vivian Rook is that she's not someone who she's that average Joe on the fence where you you unfortunately have to guide her and I think that's where mankind is and that's why I kind of been talking up about it a little bit more I don't want to get on my soapbox like the other times but I think when it comes to people in general there are all kinds there are people who do a lot better than other people there are some people who also do less better things than other people do you know like you were pointing out Bethy Bethy Bethany who told her Edith yeah you care so much about me but where were you the first first 18 years of my fucking life but it's not that Edith's a bad person she was out there in the world trying to make her difference doesn't make her evil person because she failed in one aspect of her life I think the same thing can possibly be said for Rosie just because yes she may have done needed a little bit better 
uh, or things she could have done better in her parenting <laughs> per observation she also had no qualms with her daughter or her son being a daughter i mean how many people kick their kids out because of that don't speak to them yes that should be a given but unfortunately it's not Rosie was just a middling person. I think you have standards, I have standards, and other people have different standards. Another person down the street got standards. Everyone's standards are going to have standards. Rosie did the best she could. Um, you think she should do better? Eh, maybe. But we got a snapshot. Always keep that in mind. Like Unless they want to show a consistent thing and maybe it was consistent enough for you. I didn't feel she was a shit mother. Could she have done things that me as a parent, I would, I would, you know, do? Of course. But she is someone that I think tried. And then as far as why she didn't get her other kid at the end, he was outside the gate, girl. <laughs> that was what popped the whole damn thing off is that he couldn't get back in the gate. <laughs> they kept them locked out. So all she got was Lincoln at home. And she even said, I can't drive this. And then when she even looked to get her neighbors who equally had the same situation, no one was trying to help her. So that that's the thing in life. Everyone likes you, but who helps you? Not many. But back to snapshotting, because I got some personal experience with this and it actually put me in my place and showed me some clarity, not for this TV show in, in, <laughs> in perspective. Um... But my sister came into my home. Actually, no, it was my mama and my sister. And they came to my room. My daughter was in her room and she was watching her tablet. And I was, what was I doing? I think I was cleaning. And my mom comes in. She makes this comment like, oh, she's always on, Maya's always on her tablet. You know, yeah. you know, it's not really the best parenting practice to do. And I literally said, what did, did you just say to me? And here's the thing. She took a snapshot of my house, of my living situation, and she made all types of fucking judgments about it. She didn't know I had my my daughter clean the dishes and mop the kitchen and vacuum her room and clean it. She didn't know that she was actually watching a movie previously earlier in the day and that she'd only been on that tablet for two hours. Now, maybe that's a long time for a tablet, but keep in mind, she works and or I work and she goes to school. So what we and we all stuck in the fucking house in this quarantine. Yes. Do I be like, girl, you need to go outside. I make her go outside for like 20 minutes just to take the trash out and get some damn exercise. We try to do some walking, but it's also the middle of the fucking summer and it's cold as hell. Nobody want to go out there and walk. So, yes, yeah, someone could come in my house and make a whole bunch of judgments about me based on two minutes in my life and that's not fair and it's also not okay and i'm not saying the same thing applies at all about your feelings about rosie it's a show it's a tv show but it did make me feel something or feel a little differently about my own words about rosie's character i think i even called her a shit mom and i might and i will officially say i was wrong about that as i was about the celeste thing she's not a shit mom could she do things better sure but she also loves her children she didn't abandon her children she does try to do the best for her children do they all have wp absolutely 
but i don't think she's any more wp than than anyone else in the family now let's go to steven i'm not going to say much other than uh he's just he was a coward in the end he wanted to kill himself he wanted to do the file he wanted to do the right thing and be the right person and then the depression life loathing self-loathing it can take over and i think sometimes when we are strong women because we both have kind of the same background and we've talked offline about it not the exact but we we come from a hardship background and i think and i've noticed because i used to and i used to exactly be the same way i started reading a lot of books on emotional emotional intelligence that's not to say that you're not intelligent because i don't even want you dragging me for filth on social media (laughs) that's not what i'm saying saying for me personally when i read this book i started to see life in that 360 development that i be telling y'all about a lot (laughs) and it's not just move like i can't turn it off whether i'm watching a tv show or i'm in real life i immediately go into the analysis of what is it about like i I get what you're saying too like i know what he's doing i just don't like him i don't like him either but i do feel it is beneficial to speak about the the things that led that person there and maybe that's just not interesting to you and that's fine that's fair i got enough shit going on i ain't got a time to analysis to someone else but i always feel the need to or the desire to do a full a full thought process on really empathizing with the person despite not liking or agreeing with they what he did because yeah he could have got victor killed victor could have been dead he was lucky that victor didn't get the flu and just died but then what would he feel after that he probably would have killed himself at that point and that's where i kind of look at this character like where is the point in which they can be possibly possibly redeemed we go the set back and forth the same way with bryce on 13 reasons why so we had a lot longer with that character i don't like bryce either i hate the man i do <laughs> and i think also when i am as uh as we're having a dialogue because sometimes it does feel like it's just me and you dialogue but it is a me and everyone dialogue that i'm trying to convince anyone of anything i'm gonna squash that right now i am not trying or telling or wanting to convince anyone of anything i can only ever stand in my truth and you should always stand in your truth but to have conversations that's how we all grow as people and i love those conversations i just do they fascinate the living hell out of me and steven is one of those complex characters that fascinate the hell out of me because he's not an evil person he's not a bad person he's a good person that did a terrible 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 thing and i know what you're saying too as i was just referencing when you come from when you struggled it's kind of like well, why is this so hard for you? I, oh my God, I was, oh, oh, I was used to be like that so much. Oh, that reminds me of my young years. Oh, man, I can tell you this. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it so viscerally. 
and I've just moved to a different step past that where it's not so much as what I feel about that person but what does that mean about that person how did they why did they get there how did that get there all those things are just I don't know the human experience that is is one of those dialogues that never gets old and so when you take a, a evil character I'm always going to be that one in the corner or even a bad character because I don't think he's evil that's saying well let's just look at him like <laughs> but that is never ever 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 meant to diminish anyone else's opinion and I want to make that clear for anyone else who may be thinking about sending feedback and listening to me and <laughs> me, me go back and forth or me and shy or anyone for that matter and may feel that way because I definitely am not trying to change your mind I try to stand in my truth and so with that being said he was just a piece of shit that did a terrible thing <laughs> after throwing his life away due to his own issues and he hurt people and it's not great that he hurt people but look where he is I have to believe karma will always follow those people eventually in life because look where he is and look where celeste is she glowing over there just glowing <laughs> still got a job don't have to work seven there is a way in which you react to things that prompt the way in which your future pans out and his future panned out the exactly way in which he he acted and me just now the one thing we will disagree on we, we, we will disagree on is you can't be in a relationship with someone and it mean nothing bull shit <laughs> i'm saying it with my hands over my mouth shouting it into the bull shit people do it all the time all the damn it's called convenience it's called you are something i can put my hole in okay there's no love lost there there's no love there's no caring there's no no it's called when you're and i'm gonna just throw it out there i've been there that's why i'm saying it absolutely in my truth i've been there in a relationship with someone i could give a living two shits about and it was about just getting enough for me to get out of his fucking house yes i am talking about my ex the last six months of our relationship have I gotten with a dude just because it was convenient? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Did it have much to do with him? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I'm not talking just about my ex right there. I'm talking about 18 years old and doing some shit. <laughs> People have reasons. You may not have those reasons. <laughs> and good for you. Because, yes, you should be with someone and it means something. But I will not make that declaration. <laughs> I cannot stand by that declaration of it that can't happen it absolutely can it just don't make sense for you because you would never but judge me all you will i've become better than that i know now i learned from that experience but i think that also i feel we never stop growing and that's the last thing i'll i'll say is we we fall down and we pick ourselves back up but sometimes when we fall if we meet if we face the consequences and the consequences are are meted out 
I think there's room for forgiveness. You can't find the room to forgiveness if you don't talk about what happened to get you there to the flaws, to the bad mistakes, I should say. If you want to send feedback for the next show that we will be doing, you can send that to blackocouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found my social media will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time over to itunes rate the podcast leave a review until the next time peace hair grease black girl magic <laughs>